Hi folks, a very quick announcement before we get started on the episode this week. And that is a huge thank you to Katie Unicorn Stewart. I don't know if your middle name really is Unicorn. If it is, that is an awesome name. So the fabulous Katie Unicorn Stewart gave us a recent review on Apple Podcasts about the recent Governance Summit summary. So five stars for Take On Board, she says. Loved the recent Governance Summit summary podcasts. Super useful. Katie, happy to help. Thank you so much. And thanks for taking the time to do a review. So a little prompt for others that might be listening. I love it when I get reviews and you might get read out on the pod as well. So get in there and work out how to do ratings and reviews and let me know what you think of the pod. All right, on with the show. First up, thanks for being awesome and continuing to share the podcast with your friends and colleagues. I love welcoming new people. So if you're a first-time listener, a warm welcome to this fabulous community. I'd love it if you also joined us over in the Take On Board Facebook group or at any of our upcoming events. There's links in the show notes or if you're out walking, check the website, heliasvenson.com.au. And my shout out of the week goes to the recent Take On Board Kickstarter alumni, Carolyn Pillow, who graduated just a month or so and has landed her first board already. Go, Carolyn. So she sent me a message this week that says this. Great news. I've been accepted onto the board. Super interesting meeting. Very robust and respectful, but challenging conversations. Learnings. Say what I'm thinking. Bring the laptop and work off the platform notes as I took a hard copy and I was only one of two that used a hard copy. But I didn't think that 13 people would have laptops open. Carolyn, all of us here at Take On Board are so proud that you're now in the boardroom and they are so very lucky to have you. Now, this week, we're hearing from Stacey Williams on why recognition matters. It's a call to action to all of us to nominate all the great women we know for Australian honours or whatever the honours system is in your country. Stacey gives us the why and the how. So, on with the show. Welcome to the Take On Board podcast. I'd like to start by acknowledging that I am recording on the lands of the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nation, and I pay my respects to Elders past, present and future. I also acknowledge and respect the continuation of cultural, spiritual and educational practice of Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples. And I extend that respect to any First Nations people we might have here with us today. Being on a board can be an incredibly valuable, interesting and exciting experience. Yet it can also be lonely, challenging and, let's face it, pretty hard. So here at Take On Board, I'll bring you weekly tips, tricks and advice to help you navigate your way onto a board, onto your next board and to build your governance wisdom. Now, on with the show. Today on the Take On Board podcast, I'm speaking with Stacey Williams about Recognition Matters, what it is and why it's important. First, let me tell you about Stacey. Stacey says in her background information that she hasn't been on any boards yet. We're pretty sure the Take On Board community can help her out with that, so I might even return to that bit later in the conversation. Stacey manages the Recognition Matters campaign at the Department of Premier and Cabinet in Victoria. Less than a third of nominations 
in Australia's honours system are for women. This means fewer awards go to women. Men have consistently received around 70% of the awards since the Order of Australia began in 1975. Men have also received more awards in the higher levels, such as the Companion of the Order of Australia, the AC. Women are often at the lower level, the Medal of the Order of Australia, OAM. Gender equity is important because it creates visible role models for women and it closes the gender gap. The Recognition Matters campaign was created after talking to 56 Victorian leaders about what would help to increase nominations. They recommended an online toolkit to make nominating easy together with a promotional campaign. So Stacey manages all of this for the Victorian Government. We'll learn more about what it is and the progress that's been made in our discussion. Welcome to the Take On Board podcast, Stacey. Thank you so much for having me. It is awesome to have you. And of course, I want to dig into Recognition Matters and hear a bit more about that. But as always, before we do that, let's dig a little bit deeper about you. Can you tell me something you're proud of from the last month or so? It's with really great pleasure that um, in the last, well, probably a couple of months, I'd say it was the Queen's birthday announcement we had in June Mm. this year, where we saw for the second time gender equity within Victoria, within the award system. So 50% of the awards given to Victorians were for women. So it's the only time or second time, sorry, in, in the history of the award system as you mentioned, since 1975, that we have seen gender equity. First up, yay, amazing. I can totally see how you would be proud of that. Second up, oh, my God, really? 2022, and it is the second time since 1975 that we've had gender equity. Oh, my Lord. There is so much to do. There's still so much to do. Mm. And just by achieving it two times within the history of the awards, we can't just rest on that thinking that it is going to perpetuate and continue at that rate. We have seen that it has sort of gone up and down over the last five or so years since I've been managing recognition Mm. matters. So it's really important that we continue with the momentum. Okay, so then... Actually, can I check then on the 50% that was this year, was that at all levels or was that overall? No, that's just overall. Ah, okay. And in fact, random aside, I think you already knew this, my sister was amongst them. So just, you know, shout out to my sister Ingrid who got herself an OAM in the Queen's Birthday Honours and totally kept it secret. She and I did the Lara Pinter trek about a week before that uh, or two weeks before that did not let on. How is that for a vault? Anyway. What a secret. I know. And that's amazing. <laughs> so you, you can trust your sister in keeping something from everyone. So you'd go to for a secret, wouldn't you? <laughs> anyway, so yay. Well done to her and to, of course, all the other um, people who got those honours. So, I mean, I touched on it a little bit in the introduction. Tell us about the Recognition Matters campaign, what it is and why it's important. The importance of the campaign is that I guess the part, like I mentioned just before, the past five years, I have learned that there are so many worthy women mm-hmm. that should be recognised and I've learnt how easy it is to nominate yeah. them. And by acknowledging their contributions and having women's achievements placed on the public record, which is available on the Australian Honours 
uh, website creates more visible role models for our next generation of, of women to come. Nominating an outstanding woman is also a fantastic way to elevate her influence and also bring attention to the work that she's doing. We know from discussions that we've had with past recipients that doors open for, yeah. for women that potentially have post-nominals, which are the letters after their names, and that includes applying for funding and things like that. So it's just really important that we continue to nominate these amazing Australians. It has to be across all like all of our states. You know, fortunately, Victoria is at the forefront of that by having this campaign and having a really strong team to promote it. Oh, my God. I'm, what an amazing job you have where you just get to find out about amazing women, find out first who they are, then find out more about them and then pop them in for their honours. Like, Lucky you, huh? I fall down the rabbit hole. I seriously do. If I am researching one woman, no doubt I'll find another four or five that I need to jot down to go back to later to then nominate them as well. Because fortunately for us at this point in time, there are so many women that should have been recognised before today, before 2022. Uh, But they're just... There's just so many women that we can now promote mm-hmm. and recognise. And like you, I have heard at least anecdotally of women who have got the letters after their name and it definitely opens doors for them. They are perceived differently, rightly or wrongly. It is something that really helps to amplify their voice and amplify their impact. So it is something I think that women generally should do and women board members, I think it will really help to ensure that we end up with gender equity in the boardroom as well for those women because they will be, as I say, rightly or wrongly, will be perceived differently. Exactly. Exactly right. Yeah. So part of your work is finding and nominating those women and getting to gender equity. Anyone can nominate someone, right? Any individual community organisation, business, uh, professional body can nominate um, for an award and nominations can be made by organisation mm-hmm. and they carry the same weight as if being nominated by an individual and it's it's about the information that's in the nomination that matters and I guess you, you can download our word template from the Recognition Matters website to draft mm-hmm. your nomination so when your nomination is ready you will need to use the Australian Honours online form to submit your nomination. So if you are using the word template, all you have to do is copy and paste that information from the document into the online form. And after you've submitted the nominations, this is probably the hardest element to nominating someone is it takes about a year to two years for the council to decide whether or not to award an honour to the nominee. You'll be notified either way if you're nomination is successful or unsuccessful. Uh, So I highly recommend for those listeners, and I am mindful that you have a lot of listeners that are overseas. So for those in Australia, get onto the Recognition Matters website, or you could do it internationally as well as as a tool and use those tools that we've created for you to make that process a lot easier. And for those that are international, Find out what your local award program is. Yeah. What, you know, if you're a Commonwealth, I think most Commonwealth countries have an order of their mm-hmm. country. 
I know New Zealand do and Canada do. So jump online, have a look. If you are from a non-Commonwealth country, have a look at what award programs exist within your, whether it's your local community, state or jurisdiction and nominate them, elevate them. Absolutely. Wholeheartedly agree. Uh, This is not just for Australia to do this. It is for all over the world, really, to nominate women for these sorts of honours or awards. Um, So what are the steps? What are people will, I hope, download the form? And folks, we will make sure there is links in the show notes to all of this stuff. And if you're out walking, don't worry, just go to my website and all of the links will be there. But what are the steps? What do people need to know? What should they have in their their head that they will need to find out about all these awesome women to nominate them for these Australian honours? So I guess sometimes we we kind of have questions around, oh, I know this woman and she's been doing some really great stuff, but I just don't know if she's worthy or mm-hmm. I don't know if the work she's doing is enough. And to that I say, have a look at the Australian Honours website. And Mm -hmm. you can actually look at past recipients. And I know that you've actually hosted a number of those women on your podcast. Um, So I'd like to highlight, if I can, Rachel Tawat, OAM, Mm -hmm. and Leonie Morgan, AM. They're just two names that sort of just came to me when I was um, researching for this podcast. And have a look at their their citation. So it gives you a bit of an in-depth look, I guess, at why they've been awarded. It'll give you a good idea of what the council might be looking for in a nomination as well. So you can actually see what these women have achieved on the website. And they're really great examples. Obviously, they're Australian honours recipients. So I'd highly recommend that. And that's yeah. usually the the first hurdle is, mm-hmm. is, I just don't know. Once you've overcome the hurdle of whether or not this woman is worthy enough to be a recipient and worth nominating, it's important to find three to four really good referees that are going to support the woman that you're nominating. They can speak to her work. They can support her nomination. They do need to know her quite personally or professionally because Mm -hmm. they will really need to speak to the work that you're nominating this woman for. So that's really Mm -hmm. important. Again, on our website at Recognition Matters, you can find a referee template. I cold email all the time. The referees yeah. I reach out to, I have, I don't know who they are. So it's a really nice way of being able to reach out to someone. I've found that it's easier to email someone because they have their own time to reply to you rather mm-hmm. than a call. It can mm-hmm. put someone on, on the back foot and you really want them to be engaged. of the time a referee is completely engaged and more than willing to do the thing that you're asking them to do, which is just be on standby in two years' time for that phone call from the council to confirm that you're happy to support this nomination. So, yeah, so that's probably then the next hurdle. So probably the final hurdle would be the waiting game. So from Mm. nominating, submitting your nomination online, it is a one- to two-year wait until you actually find out the result of your nomination. So that's probably the hardest component Mm -hmm. to to the nominating process. Otherwise, you know, I mean, I've got a few under my belt, so I kind of maybe take it for granted how easy it is. But if your listeners are nominating someone they know, they're already in front of me. They're already, they already know who they could reach out to as a referee and they might not need to worry about it being official through an email it could be a phone call saying hey would you mind supporting you know joe brown please and and they mm. will 
and that's all they have to do and not a referee doesn't have to to play any more of a role apart from I guess it's like a referee for a job interview or like you know, a prospect job application so there's three hurdles as we one is the first one is kind of is the person worthy? And I, I guess in there you're defining their contribution or the impact that they've had. The second one is about finding their referees. And the third one is just sit back and wait and be patient because it can take years. So can I just dig a little bit on both of those things on the first two? For defining the contribution or defining the impact, like what are we talking here? Are we talking, you know, five dot points? Because often what you see on the website is the summarised version. Is that all that goes in or is there additional information that goes in behind that? That's a really great question because you're right. It is a very succinct high-level CV of that person online. I've seen some, I've helped look at uh, nominations from the past that have been unsuccessful and I've seen the amount of work and the amount of, attachments and and things like that that accompany that nomination from what I've experienced myself with my nominations dot point is suffice like Mm. high level dot point you know almost like speaking notes almost you know you have your most important highest achievement at the top it's like again resume and that's always Mm. good like a resume is a really good resource as well so if you can get your hands on someone's resume that's a really great just attach that to the nomination as well LinkedIn must be an incredible resource for LinkedIn this. LinkedIn is like my best friend because LinkedIn <laughs> for me, not only can you find really great useful information about the nominee, but you can actually see people that you could reach out to as a referee. Absolutely. So for that first part, I'm hearing maybe less is more in a way. Don't don't make them wade through 927 pages of awesome things this person have done. Just give them the high level contributions, resume, impact, whatever it may be, to make it easy for them to really see what this person has done. Exactly. For referees, does it help if the referees already have honours themselves? In my opinion, it definitely adds weight to a nomination if some or one of your referees has a post-nominal already because they have already been recognised by the council. So they've obviously Mm. seen something in that person And if they're putting their name as a referee to this other nomination, then Mm. it does. It it is definitely beneficial. I wouldn't say that Mm -hmm. you you have to, but, you know, some of the the work that people do, it's just natural that there are more people that potentially have post-nominals. So the letters after their name or they've they've been recognised within the Order of Australia as well. So, yes, I would say, yes, it would definitely help. Fantastic. And it's, you know, at least there is a public list of everybody who's got the Australian honours. I, side comment, but uh, when I got my fellowship at the Australian Institute of Directors, you need to get three referees from people who are also fellows of the Australian Institute of Company Directors, but there's no list of who their fellows are. So, so I, like you, used LinkedIn. Let's you know, just put in FAICD and see who they are and you can kind of find out that way. But I asked for a list and they won't provide it. So it does make it a little bit challenging when you need to provide names of particular people, but they won't tell you what the long list is. So at least the Australian Honours System, they're all listed there on on their website. People most often have them on their LinkedIn as well. So you're right, when you're looking at people's connections, you can see who's got the honours and uh, maybe start there if you can. 
Yes, definitely. Touching on that, and I'm glad you brought that up. One of the things I wanted to to sort of highlight as well today for those listening in Australia that happen to be recipients of the Order of Australia, please use your post nominals. Please use Mm. your letters after your name. It's Mm -hmm. so important that we start to see as a society, as a state, as communities, it's so important that we see that women have been recognised. We haven't been overlooked. Like we've really done well in the last five years to promote women within the Order of Australia. And it's so important for the next generation, as I touched on earlier in, in our chat, it's so important that we have these wonderful accomplished women who have achieved so much in their life to date and we don't see it because they don't include their post nominals after their name on their LinkedIn or their Mm. business card if you still have business cards you can actually get it on your driver's license like it is your name so please please I'm begging I do beg please Put your post nominals on your LinkedIn. So, you know, those younger, you know, women that are looking for people to reach out to as a mentor or, a, you know, someone that they can, you know, reach out to, they'll see that you've got your post nominals. And it's just so yeah. important. It might not seem like it, but it really is. It's interesting. I think it even links back to that first part about is the person I've got in mind worthy or not? I think, and I could be generalising wildly, but I think women broadly are not as good at uh, tooting their own horn, basically, as men might be. So there might even be more questioning about is this person worthy or not? My punt is, folks that are listening, if you've got someone in mind, they're worthy. That is my punt. In fact, my punt is they are more than worthy. Having somebody else kind of fly the flag for them, toot their horn, whatever analogy you want to use, is incredibly valuable in that as well. So yeah, it's a great point to A, to recognise that contribution that that has been made and then to, you know, once you've got the award, fly the flag, you know, show it off a little bit. There's nothing wrong with just a little bit of showing off. It's a good thing because it shows to others that it can be done. That's right. And it's just so important that we we start to change that narrative of women just doing what they do because they do it. You know, Mm -hmm. we Mm -hmm. have every right to be recognised just as men are. And it's just, so it's just really important for the younger generations to see these women, that they are Mm. being recognised. I don't want to be talking, you know, in a a few years' time where we may see gender equity as a consistent thing, which is great, right? That's, that's, That's the whole objective of the campaign. But we don't want the numbers just to be there if we don't see women with their post nominals, yes. like defeats the purpose, really. Like the whole purpose totally. of recognising women is so we can see you. So we can recognise them. That's right. It's the recognition. Oh, okay. So two things I want to pick up on there. So one is because you just mentioned the lapel pin. When are they going to change the lapel pin? I mean, really, if if we are going to have more women nominated, can we get past the lapel pin? You know, maybe some lovely little earrings, pop it on a ring. You know, is there another way that we could, well, anyway, it's probably not, it's not up to us, is it? But how glorious would it be if it wasn't just a lapel pin? But I would encourage anyone that I guess is listening to your podcast, if you do have your honour, reach out to the secretariat and provide your feedback. It's like Mm -hmm. anything, like if you don't speak up, they don't know. 
they may have they may hear whispers or they may have you know one or two people come to them saying what we've just spoken about you know it's just not conducive to to some of the clothing Mm. that we decide to wear and some men for that matter like not all men wear suits and that's what the lapel pin was designed for is like that suit pocket absolutely so I think I think it's really important that if there are listeners there that would like to see something changed, provide that feedback. Yeah, absolutely. Put magnets on the back. I wonder if you're able to remodel them. Anyway, I'm going down a rabbit hole and I won't go down that rabbit hole. Um, the next thing I wanted to ask about is we are making progress in terms of equity, of getting the number of women, the same number of women getting honours as there are men, which is awesome. I'm wondering how we are going in relation to diversity and diversity being represented there because my hunch would be that most of the women being nominated are probably of, you know, let's face it, white privileged women as well. So I'm just wondering how we're going in terms of ensuring that that representation of people actually who are nominated in the Australian Honours actually represents our society. What What are your thoughts there? That's been a pet goal of mine within the Recognition Matters campaign. So obviously, bottom line is we want to see gender parity. Mm-hmm. But within that gender parity, we don't want to see what we've seen in the past, which, mm. as you've just said, we don't want to replicate the middle-aged man that's potentially the one that received the receives the honour. So we don't want to see that within the gender base. So I've been doing some really great work with Viv Nguyen AM, who is the chairperson at the Victoria Multicultural Commission. Her team do amazing work. And one of the goals, I guess, of the Victorian Public Service is don't create something new if something already is, exists. Mm-hmm. So with her team, we've been able to use um, a tick box on their Victorian Multicultural um, Award program. So their honour roll, their uh-huh. awards of excellence, And we use a tick box there so I can actually have that information shared with me to promote some of those nominations to be considered for an Order of Australia as well. Oh, my God, brilliant. Okay, that is such a simple thing, isn't it? Include a tick box. Like there's also, I think, the Disability Leadership Awards in Victoria. There's no doubt a whole range of other ones as well. And I'm assuming you've done similar in some of those others. Tick the box, get sent to you, pop the – oh, oh. It's such a simple thing. Oh, brilliant. So good. It's those conversations that you have with your colleagues within different departments or, you know, in in different commissions, in the commissions, you know, space where Mm. you're like, well, why do we have to reinvent the wheel? Why can't we just do something really simple? And again, we could do this at local council level as well for their award programs, or if their candidates or their nominations for the local awards you know, some of them might not be at the level or the calibre that we're looking for for the Australian Honours. There is the Multicultural Awards. There are the Aboriginal Honour Roll. There is the Victorian Women's Honour Roll. So there's so many award programs where if they're not suitable at the moment right now for an Order of Australia, promote them to a local award program or a state-run program where maybe in another couple of years' time, if then promote them to an Order of Australia because you might have yeah. then some more evidence and some more information to support that. Yeah, fantastic. Oh, Stacey, so much gold in here. I think I probably know the answer to this question, but I'm going to ask it anyway. What are the main points you want people to take away from the conversation that we've had today? Nominate. Nominate <laughs> today. 
I knew that's what it would be. Great. And I agree wholeheartedly. Yes. And if I can say this, if you don't have time, if you're a woman who multitasks, i.e. mother, carer, full-time worker, any of the above, or you just don't have time for whatever other reason, use my contact details in the show notes and email me. I'm here as a resource to the Victorian public. So please don't feel like you're doing this alone. Reach out to me and I will help in any capacity. Oh my God, you're going to be inundated, Stacey, in the most wonderful, beautiful way. Hooray. I think I know the answer to this one as well. You've just provi- Actually, you've just provided it. I was going to say, is there a resource you would like to share with the Take On Board community? But I think it's the Recognition Matters website and your email address. Yes. <laughs> Awesome. We'll make sure we put that in the show notes as well. Oh, Stacey, awesome. Thank you so much. And indeed, I had Ruth McGowan on the podcast, oh gosh, more than a year ago now, who was one of the women who started the Honour a Woman campaign, which I'm guessing was kind of in a way, maybe the precursor is not the right word, but the catalyst maybe for the role that you've got and the Victorian government stepping up on some of this stuff. It is. It's Ruth, Elizabeth and Carol. They're the three women that are responsible for me being here. So I thank them all the time and I'm still in contact with the three of them. I only spoke to Ruth the other day because, yeah, they are champions in looking at gender equity. And, I mean, Ruth just does some great stuff. Like she's just a, I don't want to use the word trailblazer because she, like, but amazing amazing yes three legends uh so thanks to them as well for yeah for really being the catalyst for this and thank you for all the work that you do in making sure that we now have gender equity hooray we'll continue to work with people like you but also all put in some effort to make sure that they are diverse awards being given and that all of these wonderful Uh, Women are being nominated at all levels of the honours as well. So, yeah, thank you for all of your hard work and thank you for sharing your wisdom with the Take On Board community today. Thank you so much for having me and thank you to your community for listening. So that's a wrap for the Take On Board podcast today. Thank you so much for being here and being part of the Take On Board community. I do this podcast because I love bringing good women together So I invite you to join us over in the Take On Board Facebook group, an active group that helps, supports and cheer squads each other. Just search Take On Board in Facebook to find us. I'd really love it if you could also do some of the other podcast things. Share with someone you know who might get some value from our discussions. Subscribe if you haven't already. And, well, I also really love it when people rate and review. Thanks again for being part of the Take On Board community. Now go and put these tips, tricks and advice into action so you can be your best in the ballroom.